It is the road to WrestleMania, and our final stop is tonight at the Elimination Chamber. It's a cold, cold road for some, and another, it's just a champion struggle. Let's go ahead and get in and find out what happened tonight at the Elimination Chamber 2023. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian the Hype Ballard, and I'm back with it again with the Elimination Chamber 2023 on Tap Out Talk Results and Thoughts. I want to go ahead and start, and I want to talk about Elimination Chamber just a little bit and what we got tonight. Only five matches. That's it on the card, right? And was I a little worried? No. The story's been pretty built and pretty good, at least the main event. And I really ultimately was kind of excited. I said, cool, five matches. It didn't even pop in my head until we actually started the night. And, you know, that's not bad. There's always a happy medium balance, right? But did we actually get quality of those five matches? Now, here's another point I want to bring up. You ever, like, have where you're trying to light a cigarette lighter or um, a match, right? And you're flicking the lighter. And you get a little bit of a flame. And then it goes out. And then you're flicking it and flicking it. And all you're getting is some sparks. And then finally, after that third or fourth flick, you get a nice burning flame to ignite the passion that you want. That's what I felt Elimination Chamber did for us tonight. I got a little bit of fire, went out, I got a lot of sparks, and then at the end, I got that full flame that I wanted. Also, let's talk a little bit about the pre-show with those matches, right? There are no matches on the pre-show. We were talking about that. Me and Carlos were talking about that earlier tonight. And, you know, it was something that I was kind of thinking about, and I said, why are we not using our NXT farm talent on the pre-show matches? Not champions, but just some of the next level or the lower level talent that we want to use to help develop them to get used to traveling with the WWE, getting used to being in front of a crowd, just to work their skill. It could be five-minute matches, and that's perfectly fine. Nothing fancy, right? Do some squash matches, if you would. Just get the crowd kind of ready for some wrestling. Something to think about. Without further ado, let's go ahead on our results and thoughts, and let's get in. All right, guys, in our first, first matchup is going to be the Women's Elimination Chamber matchup. Now, this is uh, the Elimination Chamber structure is already down over the ring when the show starts. And Samantha Urban, our announcer, begins with the introductions. The music hits, and out first comes Asuka. And nobody's ready for Asuka. There's a big pop for her. Is she going to be our winner tonight? So the winner of this match will challenge the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair at WrestleMania 39. Asuka makes her way out into the chamber. Asuka shakes the steel and plays to the crowd before entering her pod. Out next is the Queen of Staten Island, Carmella, and she is the next one out, and she basically moonwalks and then enters the chamber. Carmella taunts Asuka a little bit. Um, we get a nice hot crowd tonight with a lot of Asuka's gonna kill you chants and things like that. That was kind of fun. Out next is Ra Raquel Rodriguez, the new call-up from NXT who's been there for a little bit. She's joining the fray in the match. And then Rodriguez also taunts her part for she's locked inside her own pod. Nikki Cross, crazy Nikki Cross, not the superhero, comes back. And Nikki Cross is out for the next, and she's all fired up, running all around the chamber like a nut. And then Cross stops, taunts each opponent, and she's locked in. So that means we get Natalia out next, and a huge pop in her home country for Natalia. Yeah, you're in Canada, you've got to start with Natalia, right, guys? So Natalia is out, and then um, basically 
at this point, Liv Morgan is out last to start things off with Natalya. And Liv is so over with the crowd. You gotta love Liv, right? So, uh, we'll get this matchup kind of started in. So, if you look at who we got in the matchup, we've got these ladies. And I want you guys to say, cool, who is going to be the equal to Bianca Belair on the biggest stage of them all? I personally seen two. I seen Asuka and I seen Liv Morgan. That's the two that I see going head to head with Bianca Belair. So at this point, you know, uh, we start again with Natalia and Liv. They run, they do some quick roll ups for some two counts on each other. Then they face off and they kind of smile and grin like the Cheshire Cat at each other, right? Natalia takes it to the steel and sends Liv face first right into the steel. Liv then a double stomp to the back of the steel and Liv puts Natalia's head through the steel, um, working her over as she screams out. Liv charges Natalia, but she moves and hits into the cross pod. Um, Natalia sends Liv back into the pod for a pop and then she sends her crashing into the edge of the pod again. The fans chant one more time, one more time. So at this point, Natalia, uh, the timer is about ready to count down and the timer counts down and out comes Raquel Rodriguez and she unloads and lays Natalia out and then clotheslines her back down. Raquel fights Liv off and Natalia uh, slams Natalia face first into the mat. Raquel with a splash to both the opponent in the corner and then she launches Natalia across the ring and hits a fall away slam to Liv for a pop. Raquel is running with a big boot to Natalia. Raquel scoops up Natalia to her shoulders, rams her into the steel a few times, and Raquel scoops up Natalia, then catches Liv for a double slam, but Natalia turns it into a sunset flip into the steel, and they all go down. Natalia brings Liv back to the ring for a sharpshooter right in the home country of Montreal, Canada, but Liv kicks um, her freezer from it. Natalia with a counter, by the legs, Liv counters with a submission um, and then a roll-up for a two. Liv with a big kick. Raquel catches the Oblivion and Liv is hit with a double team from Natalia and also taking Raquel down with a double knees for the one and the two. The timer counts down and co in comes Nikki Cross running like a maniac as usual. Cross attacks Natalia, Raquel, and Liv. Cross continues running wild and over opponents but then Raquel sends her face first into the ring post and Raquel gets into the post now and then um, Cross tosses Natalia the steal next to Raquel. Liv uh, knees Cross and she misses the Insiguri. Cross tosses Liv out of the steal with the others now and Cross catapults Liv face first boom right into the pod. Cross takes Natalia out and then rams Raquel into a steal for a few times. Cross grinds Raquel's face into the steel now. Cross grinds Raquel's face in, um, to, uh, into the Carmella's glass pod. Now Carmella's just taunting her away, right? So there's a lot of action back and forth with a lot of these ladies, right? Later on, we get into Natalia and Liv stumbling into the ring. Cross sits up and laughs, waving at the crowd, acting like a complete nut again. And then the timer counts down, and at this point, in comes Carmella. She covers Liv for a two, then, nope, no luck. She goes for Natalia and tries a one and a two, and a kick out, no luck. Carmella yells at Asuka in her pod, taunting her once again. Carmella then shuts herself back into a pod as fans start booing. Great heel tactic here by Carmella. And one thing I will say is Mella is money when it comes to being able to, you know, play that heel character and the cowardly heel character 
Um, so I love this that it gave this back to her. Uh, Raquel covers cross for the pin, cross hat. So at this point, we um, actually get some kind of bad cameraing at WWE production here. Um, I will say Michael Cole and the announce team tonight did a great job, though, covering those small little things like they were really good at. Um, so we did miss the pin in this matchup. But Michael Cole was on and goes, I am sorry, ladies and gentlemen, because he wanted to see a replay. And he goes, we missed the pin. But then they showed it to us later and made up for it. So Cross, at this point, Raquel did cover Nikki Cross for a pin. And Cross was eliminated. Raquel turns around to a second rope code breaker by Liv for a two count. Liv crawls to the cage, leaving Natalia and Raquel to go at it. Raquel rams Natalia into the corner. They fight in the corner. Raquel stomps away on Natalia. Liv suddenly leaps off of Asuka's pod with a huge sunset bomb to Raquel. Go Liv. Um, Carmella rushes into cover Raquel for a two count. The timer counts down and in comes Asuka to a huge pop to the crowd as she's so over. Asuka kicks Carmella and grinds her face into the steel cage. Asuka kicks a pod and limps and Carmella ducks. Asuka chases her and hits a sliding kick. Asuka's just all over the place with German suplexes to Carmella and after she's chasing her all around. Asuka and Raquel face off with the fans chanting for Asuka. Raquel levels her. Asuka uh, hits her with an octopus stretch. And then Asuka ends up dropping Raquel, but Liv nails a missile dropkick to Asuka for a one and a two. Liv blocks Natalia, powerbomb and hits a codebreaker. Liv hits the Oblivion, but Carmella intercepts and gets rocked. And Natalia with the sharpshooter goes to Liv. Liv goes to the steal, but Natalia pulls her back. Asuka is with a submission to Liv, and she's still in the sharpshooter as Liv fades away. The referee calls it, and Liv Morgan has been eliminated. And I will say this, Liv went through some damage in this cage during this match. There's a point where her whole face was pushed through the chains of the matchup. You can see here in the photo. And basically, you know, it was kind of like, looked pretty brutal um, at that point. So Liv um, eliminated a little earlier than I expected. But, you know, that's the way it goes in the chamber. So we're now down to Carmella, Asuka, and Raquel. Carmella ends up pinning Raquel after they go at it. Carmella then nails a big kick to Asuka for a one and a two. Carmella yells about going to WrestleMania. She's ready to point at the sign. Asuka catches a super kick and applies the ankle lock, but Carmella resists. They trade panna tips back and forth, back and forth, and everybody's getting crazy. Asuka with the Asuka lock, and now the fans are popping and they're popping hard. Carmella taps out for the pin and the win. One, two, nope, it's not a count, it's a tap. And she wins, advanced to WrestleMania 39. And now we have the new number one contender, and that is the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. This is the right call. This is the right move. We are getting Asuka versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. I feel like Asuka has finally gotten back on track. I like her new full face painted. And with her mentor, the great Muta, doing his retirement tour, I can't help but campaign and want to see maybe Asuka have the great Muta help Asuka win the title at WrestleMania as his, um, in her corner to support her during that match. And then um, one of my followers on Twitter tonight also made a really great point of why not um, put, put um, the great Muta in the Hall of Fame as well all in the same year here. So I was like, that's a really good idea. So now we put the great Muta in the Hall of Fame this year and let him be the corner man for Asuka as she wins the title, you know, as a protege that he's, you know, trained her since his Japan days. So I really like this whole idea of the great Muta and I, you know, think there's something to 
Asuka kind of painting her face up like that a little bit more. So overall, um, this was the start of the flame that I talked about, right? It flicked on for me in the match. It was good. It went through the progressions. We got the girls to a fair amount of time to showcase. I want to say it was about 20, 25 minutes to showcase their work. And uh, so, you know, I don't think it, you know, there was really no slow moments in the match for me, and I was really excited to see kind of what each girl would do. But the right one got the win, and that is Asuka. All right, guys, we had up next the grudge match, the rubber bout, if you will. And you basically had Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Lots of buildup for this match. This match has been over a year in the making. These guys were fighting at Royal Rumble 2022. Okay, I want you guys to think about that. This match was meant to be the big payoff that we were supposed to get. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. It did not deliver. That's right. It did not deliver for me. Um, you know, I don't like when we got a bait and switch, I feel. And I feel like, you know, this is probably going to lead to another match at Mania. And, you know, what? if that's the case, then fine. But I said tonight, this felt a little bit like, if you guys remember the old school Saturday night's main event, and where they would just kind of tease the match a little and then have something happen, and then that would be the builder, uh, bigger build up to a WrestleMania. I feel like we got a little bit of a Saturday night's main event instead of this match uh, that was supposed to be the final payoff with these guys. So I wanted to see um, what they were gonna do here, and I was wondering why they didn't make it a no holds barred match, and we got our answer tonight. So when we go back in the ring here, both men come out to pretty big entrances. And then um, first comes Lashley. Then, you know, they do the introductions. Lashley hits the ring and poses in the corner and Pyro's going off. And out comes Brock Lesnar next to a big pop. And he's all business tonight. Lesnar bounces on the stage. The Pyro goes off. He gets in the ring. The ring bell rings. Lesnar rams Lashley into the corner. Typical, you know, big man match like these guys like to work. Hits him with a big thrust and a huge belly-to-belly -belly suplex for a pop. Lesnar with more corner thrust than knee strikes to the gut. Lesnar clotheslines Lashley to the floor. Lashley, or Lesnar follows him and beats Lashley some more. And then rolls him back in the ring. Lashley meets Lesnar to get up and then hits the second spear. Lashley then stalks Lesnar and goes for the hurt lock, but Lesnar resists. Lesnar overpowers and nails the F5 for a close one in a two in the middle of the ring. Lesnar limps around a bit, but he is up first and Lesnar goes for a second F5. And I'm saying this quickly because this match was really this fast. Lashley ended up kicking out just in time. The fans chant one more time, one more time. And, and the fans were hot tonight in this crowd. I love it when we visit these kind of crowds that really are displaying and they are controlling the show and enjoying it, right? Um, these are the true fans in Canada. So for they hit another F5. Lesnar is up and he plays to the crowd for a big pop. Lashley blocks the F5 and hits a third spear. The fans boo as Lashley yells at Lesnar to get up. Lashley goes for the hurt lock again. This time it is locked in in full. And Lesnar resists, but the submission is applied, and the referee checks Lesnar. The fans rally, and Lesnar tries to break free, but he just can't break that hurt lock. And Lashley keeps it locked in. Lesnar starts to fade, and just as Lashley might get a payoff, Lesnar hits a low blow kick, and Lashley goes down, and the referee calls the match to the booze of the crowd. So the winner by disqualification or DQ is Bobby Lashley. All right, so for me, this matchup, uh, very fast, very quick, and you know, with us having five matches on the card, I didn't think there was a need to rush a match tonight, right? And especially with so much buildup, so this match, you know, was not good for me. 
you know, it's not going to be memorable. I'm not going to say, wow, you guys remember that time at the Elimination Chamber when Bobby Lashley fought Brock Lesnar. No, I'm not. It's not going to be in that addles of time, if you will. So, Bobby Lashley, um, at this point, after the match, Lashley's music hits. Lesnar talks to the referees, like, hey, come here a minute, come here a minute. And that's not a good sign, right, for anybody that says, come here a minute, when Brock's mad. And then he drops him with an F5 for a big pop. Lesnar delivers another F5 to Lashley. And then Lesnar brings Lashley to the floor. And then he takes apart the announce table. And then he hits another F5 for the pop on the announce table. And Lesnar's trying to play the mad bull in the china shop. And he's trying to go all crazy, right? So Lesnar grabs the referee, tosses him on what's left of the announcer table for another F5. And then we go to replays and Lesnar makes his exit. All right, guys. You know, this is how... Um, uneventful this match was okay this is that spark I was telling you where it's just flickered and you can't get the lighter to light uh, this matchup in the WWE's post-production package of this show okay when they are going off the air and leading into the press conference they didn't even show highlights from this matchup you guys they showed every matchups highlights except for this one that says something that tells me it's not a grudge match it's a segment okay that is leading to something else my question is for you guys, where do we go with this? Okay, we had the introduction of Bray Wyatt wanting to get involved in the mix, but man, I just, I don't know if that's going to be the way to go for these guys. Um, we need a payoff. I need closure. I don't know. Maybe you give me my closure on Monday Night Raw with a steel cage match or give me a hell in a cell or something. Maybe not on Raw, but something either has to happen at Mania or a no disqualification match, but give me some programming on Raw maybe. And then, you know, that way we can be done with this feud and then we can move on to a Bray Wyatt if that's what they really want to do. But um, unfortunately, we thought we were getting that tonight and we got a bait and switch, I believe. So let's go ahead and move on to some better action. All right, so we got the mixed tag team matchup up next. And this is Edge and his wife, Beth Phoenix, closing up a a gap here with a longtime rival in Judgment Day with Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, who will be the winner of the Royal Rumble and is challenging Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. So we know this match is going to be a one and done tonight. We go back to the ring um, for some mixed tag match as these guys make their entrances. And out comes Judgment Day with Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley, with Dominic Mysterio. And then we have Damian Priest is actually staying in the back preparing for his match later tonight. He's got a big night ahead of him. So Hall of Famers Edge and Beth Phoenix are out next to a big pop. Edge and his hometown crowd. Edge runs around the stage and Phoenix looks on. And then they pose together as the pyro goes off, right? The Canadian crowd is singing Edge's theme, uh, which was just a nice sight. Again, uh, kudos to this Montreal crowd for just being such a hot card tonight. They really added to the value of the show for me. Um... So they're singing Edge's theme. Phoenix is paying tribute to Bull Nakano, if you guys caught it, with the face paint tonight, right? And so doing a little bit of that. And Edge and Balor um, lock back up to start. Balor drops Edge with a shoulder block, flexes to Beth. Balor then turns around, and Edge is unloading on him, right? So that's kind of how things start out. Edge mounts Balor in the corner with a right hand, and the fans count along. One, two, three, four, five, and they're just going, right? Beth tags in, and they double-team Balor. Ripley tags into the booze, and they face off as Ripley trash talks. And then they shove each other back and forth. They lock up and stay there. And there's a clothesline to Beth, and then vice versa, back and forth. 
Ripley looked very strong here. And it was nice to see Ripley and Beth go at it a little bit tonight. Um, I will say, I enjoyed uh, seeing that Hall of Famer with that young gun, if you will. And they talked about that in the post-conference a little bit. So the fans chant um, as Dominic starts interfering and he's running away and he's interfering and kind of playing the coward kid. Uh, fans chant, fuck you, Dominic. And now it appears that Beth and Rhea lock up and attest the strength at, at this point. And Ripley then kicks Beth, but they uh, she can't quite hit her riptide finisher. Beth dodges the clothesline and drops Ripley to send her to the floor. Beth stalks Dominic and turns around to deck Ripley. And Beth chops Ripley and whips her into the steel steps as Dominic looks on. Beth drops Rhea and they go to the top and Dominic distracts her from the apron which it causes Beth to lose her balance. Edge runs over at Dominic but Dominic retreats through the crowd. Rhea laughs and turns Beth upside down in the corner in the tree of woe and then kicks her multiple times. Fans sing goodbye to Dominic as we see how Edge dropped Balor allowing Dominic to escape. Dominic comes back down the entrance later on to more crowd chants, which just really made it was the fuck you Dominic chant. And Rhea and Beth go at it. Ripley stops um, a tag as Edge reaches, and Beth counters and drops Ripley for a big DDT. Balor goes under the ring and then comes crawling on the out on the other side, yanking Edge to the floor and line him out to prevent a tag. Ripley decks Beth and she realizes she's on her own. Beth dodges the riptide, then rams Ripley into the turnbuckles. The heat for Dominic continues in this matchup as Beth rocks Ripley but looks for the tag and edges down on the floor. Then Beth chops Rhea and they climb up for a superplex. So this matchup was just your standard mixed tag match, but you know, you had a lot of good wrestlers in this match that know what they're doing and know how to put this kind of match on. So, you know, I actually didn't mind it. It wasn't anything like amazing, but it did, you know, start that spark a little bit for us. Um, later on in the matchup, then we go down, edges in, and then they kind of go back and forth a little bit. And then um, finally, Dominic is just kind of going at it, and the referee finally kind of gets involved with him and stops Dominic from running in, and the fans start booing. Ripley then uh, gets free and drops Beth with a headbutt. Dominic slides brass knuckles, and this is kind of where it starts to break down. Dominic slides brass knuckles to Rhea. She decks Edge with them, and Rhea helps uh, Balor lay on Edge for a close two count as Beth leaps over and breaks the pin just in time. Beth knocks Rhea off the apron now. They go a little bit further into the match and they just battle back and forth, back and forth. And you can tell they're getting all their story out on the mat on that canvas tonight because this is going to be the final encounter. Um, later on, Dominique, again, being kind of crazy on the outside, positions some steel steps and Rhea puts Beth down head first. Dominique hands a steel chair to Rhea now and Balor makes Edge watch as Rhea goes for the concerto to Beth, but she breaks free. Beth sends Rhea into the steps and then nails a big slam on the floor. Edge takes the advantage of Balor being shocked and drops him with the education and then hits a big suicide dive to Dominic on the floor. Kind of like his initial debut of his first ever match in the WWF days. Um, Edge yells out for a pop and then enters the ring for a spear, but Balor intercepts him with a sling blade. And then Balor runs for a corner drop kick, but Edge meets him with a spear. Beth rushes in and they hit a shatter machine on Balor. Edge covers for the win and the pin. So, a uh, fun match here with Edge and Beth Phoenix getting the win in Canada. We had to get somebody a win in Canada, right? So after the match, the music hit. Edge and Beth are recovered in the ring. They're standing. 
we go to some replays. Dominic regroups with Balor and Edge taunts them a little bit more. And Balor is seething, um, threatens Edge, and then the great couple go back uh, to posing for their in-ring celebration. So at this point, you know, we do get, you know, a nice exit. And I think we're going to get a pretty good exit for uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix. Now, interesting note, Edge said tonight, breaking news here on Tap Out Talk in the conference, that they mentioned tonight that Edge is going to answer the United States Open Challenge tomorrow night in Ottawa on Monday Night Raw. So we'll be ready for that, for Edge going for the United States title. And I'll give you my thoughts on that a little bit later. So we get uh, some backstage segments. We see uh, Roman Reigns in his locker room with some very obvious product placements with the C4 Energy drinks on display. And Heyman is hyping him up, getting him ready for his match later on. And speaking of hyping up, I want to say thank you to you guys, right? The people that listen, the people that like the content, they share it, they subscribe it, right? Thank you guys. I want to hype you up, right? So um, I want to say some shout outs here. Um, my stable mates and my tag team partner over there at... Uh, fans of pro wrestling.com we got the wrestling fans inside podcast carlos john heather and will you guys heard me mention them before um we also got i want to shout out like anthony um at if it bleeds um times four i want to shout out ted hillbilly heel on twitter sarah execution 84 on twitter um at wwe real one on twitter um at smacked raw pod at patty magic 96 at um hawaii ano um at Rhodes the goat some new friends I made here recently. I want to say thank you guys for just kind of talking with me on Twitter, which is the best place to find me at the Brian Adkins. I also want to say thank you to Infamous Rated R, uh, Sakura uh, Kuya, right? I want one of my friends, my new friends from over in the Philippines. I spent many times there, and then um, also at DJ Kuzmo, uh, Jesse at Rel Wrestling Ski, and Jeffrey over at Moon Cutters. I know that's a lot, but hey. If you guys want a future shout-out in my next video, I tell you what, leave a comment down below in the comments, and I'll get you on the next one, guys, because there's so many of you, and I'm not good at these things, at, you know, trying to put together shout-outs, and I want to do it more, so just leave your Twitter handle down there, or your podcast, and, you know, I'll help you guys out, right? So anyway, thank you guys for liking the content. If you can hit that for me, that's great. You're not here for all that. Let's get back into the action. All right, so up next, we have two more matches left, guys, and that's it. It is the Elimination Chamber match is for the United States Championship. So I want to say, I like that the WWE did not make this about a title shot and did not make this about the championship itself, the undisputed one. So I actually kind of like that the United States title was featured heavily with some pretty good younger mid-card guys, um, minus Seth Rollins. To me, he is a main card guy, right? So um, we're going to get our elimination chamber for the men's tonight. And I would say when that spark kind of hits, this point on for the rest of the night is where that fire started burning brightly. I feel like these two matches finished strong for the pay-per-view. This one and then the main event. So we go back to the ring for tonight's men's elimination chamber. Our announcer, Mike Rome, goes over the basics of the rules of the chamber. You guys know it if you watch it, right? Uh, but out first comes the United States champion, Austin Theory, who is defending his title in the chamber. Also, he hands over the title. He enters his pods. He's playing up the heel character well, and this kid is good. I'm telling you, I've watched him since last year grow into the role of Mr. McMahon's hand-picked next generational star. The cups then fall from the rafters as Ford heads to the ring to a pop. So Montez Ford of the Street Profits is now in the match, and we're going to get to see if he is really a singles competitor that we think he can be. 
We have Bronson Reed out next, who is the new big man in the world of wrestling. And he's coming out. Uh, he's just a monster, a wrecking ball. Reed uh, points at Theory and then does his pose in the ring. Bronson Reed also points at Ford before entering his pod. Out next, we got Damian Priest, who was in the back during the Judgment Day match, out by himself this time. And I will say, I like Damian Priest's look. I like his look. I like his in-ring action. I just There's something I like about this guy, and I think he's got a lot going for him. Priest is uh, wearing a crown this time, and he stops outside the chamber, and he just kind of takes it all in. And I, it's going to be like his first time in this kind of a match. Priest enters as Theory's talking trash. Priest stops at Ford and Reed and then poses in the ring before entering his pot. Up next is Johnny Wrestling out of Cleveland, Ohio, Johnny Gargano. And he's going to start the matchup for us. So, yeah, that's a great choice. Starting with a guy that's really good at wrestling and good at the mat work. So, we're going to have that. He gets in the ring. And then, finally, why not put one of the most popular guys in this match to start off, who know, you know can go for a long time, and that is Seth freaking Rollins with the crowd singing his song and singing his praises. And I want to say tonight, there was um, a WrestleMania, our first WrestleMania Goes Hollywood parody trailer featuring Seth Rollins as the Joker. Okay, and I would say, if you guys want, uh, watch this because it is hilarious. And these WrestleMania Go Live trailers, I'm glad to see they're back. And Seth Rollins as the Joker is spot on, and I loved it. Amazing stuff there tonight, along with a Becky Lynch appearance as well. Um, I promise it'll get you guys to laugh. So, the chamber is locked, and Rollins and Gargano size each other up. Fans are singing Rollins' theme song like you know they do. They lock up and they trade arm holds. They go back and forth on the mat. Some really good uh, technical wrestling here. And then they have a stalemate as fans do the dueling chants. They size each other up again. They trade holds and counters. Gargano misses a kick, and Rollins misses a stomp. They trade pen attempts and more of that action. Gargano uh, slingshots himself in from the steel, but Rollins can't quite hit the pedigree. Rollins is sent to the steel platform, and Gargano launches himself through the ropes with a big thrust. And Rollins um, down on the steel. The timer counts down already, and we're ready for our first entrant to join the other two. Theory drops... Um, Gargano with a high knee, and then Rollins to the steel steps. Theory clotheslines Rollins in the ring and Gargano's face. So at this point, Austin Theory, of course, joins the fray with these guys, right? And I like the idea that they got Austin Theory in the match early. I like that he was the first one to come out of the chamber pod. If you're going to build Theory up, we've got to showcase him. You don't want him coming out at the last minute and just kind of you know, trying to steal the show there. So I like the fact that you're going to stick him with Rollins, and you're going to stick him in there with um, you know Gargano and just really make him put on a bit of a marathon as the champion. So I, I like that move. Good job, WWE. Uh, Theory rocks Gargano and drops him on the steel steps. They're fighting back and forth. Uh, they go for some punches. They both uh, drop Theory, and they're kind of tag teaming. Theory was trying to get Gargano to like sync up the old NXT love for each other, but that wasn't happening. They're kind of taunting him a little bit. And at that point, Theory turns around, and Rollins attacks him and beats him up. Um, into the pod. They lock themselves in the pod with Theory now, and they just unload on him with a double team. Uh, the timer counts down again, and up next is Damian Priest. And we only need a little bit of a bigger man muscle, and he's, you know, not too big of a man, but, you know, just a little to add here. Um, more of a power wrestler, right, with some technique. 
and so they take turns in the corner. Priest uh, hits a broken arrow on Gagano. Priest flies with a rolling boots midair, and he's just kind of coming in hot, right? He hits some, an inverted bulldog, and he hits a big flatliner to uh, Gargano for a one and a two. So we keep going on. Theory wants to stand with Priest now as he comes out of the pod, but Priest levels him, and he kicks him to the face and sends him to the steel. Priest runs and flips over the top rope onto the steel, and then splashing Theory. Rollins counters Priest for the slam, but Priest bell claps him. Rollins uh, hits a kick to Theory. Theory hits with a kick. Gargano also gets in on the action. And we get a, this is awesome. This is awesome from the crowd. Uh, much thanks from the crowd for this great performance tonight. So at this point, they're going back and forth in the ring. We're getting some Samoa drops, some rolling kicks, some pins for two. And Priest and, uh, and Reed, uh, Bronson Reed is up next entering this matchup. So we now get Priest and Reed unloading on each other with strikes. Reed hits a headbutt. And Reed is just a big wrecking ball, right? When I see this guy, I'm like, okay. And there was a cool spot where um, Bronson Reed picks up Theory and, or sorry, Rollins and Theory. And between those two guys, one's like 225 pounds, the other's 220, right? So we've got about 445 pounds that Bronson Reed is lifting onto to their back and then doing a back splash on and dropping them. But in the same um, aspect, we showed some strength from Austin Theory in this match, picking up Bronson Reed. Okay, and Bronson Reed, I looked up, weighs about 455 pounds, and he puts him up for the A-Town down. He at least gets him up, can't quite hold him there for a while to actually do the move and then puts him back down. But still, the fact that Austin Theory was showing a little bit of strength tonight, so that was kind of cool. So as we get more, this is awesome chance throughout the match, right? Uh, Priest um, goes on later on here. Uh, Ford, Montez Ford ends up entering the fray. And now we're going to see what we got with Montez, right? So Ford super kicks Reed and barely does anything. Uh, Ford keeps going and he's now hitting Gargano and Rollins. And Ford does a triple super kick. Um, Gargano with the final beat to Reed and then Rollins hits the stomp and Ford hits the top rope splash. Ford covers Reed for the pin and Reed is eventually now eliminated by a group effort of guys just going to town on him and hitting all their moves on him. That's the way you get the big man out. So that was a good call and I like that it was kind of the group team up to get the biggest one of the big threats out of this matchup. Theory now attacks them, taking out all three. Rollins climbs the cage and then and the fans sing his song. Rollins climbs, or Theory climbs with him. Gargano is climbing the other side of the chamber. Rollins and Gargano are on the top of the same pod now, and they turn and they chat with each other while catching a breather. Then they fight. Rollins slams Gargano's head into the glass. Priest and Theory fight down below. Rollins lifts Gargano for a potential powerbomb um, on the top of the pod for a potential massive buckle bomb. But Gargano counters and launches Rollins to the superstar down below. And a huge hurricane rata from the top rope. And the fans chant, holy shit now. Okay. Priest is up first. He grabs Gargano, but then he, they tangle. And Gargano hits a super kick and then a tornado DDT on the steel. Gargano super kicks him. Then Ford as they try to attack him. Gargano hits a big tornado DDT on the steps. Gargano rocks Priest, but Priest drops him. And then he hits a Razor's Edge. So Damian Priest hits a nice classic Razor's Edge. And boom! One, two, three. And he eliminates Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. Priest takes turns on the three remaining opponents. And Priest kicks Rollins. 
And then there's a big boot to Ford. Priest, uh, more stiff kicks are like, thrown back and forth. Uh, Montez Ford climbs to the top of the pod at this point. But Priest rocks him. Priest climbs to the top turnbuckle. And here comes Rollins and puts him in position. But Ford actually ends up and leaps for a big blockbuster um, to knock Priest off his shoulders. And Ford covers him for the pin to eliminate him. And Damian Priest is now out of here. There was a nice spot in this matchup with Ford climbing the cage and then dropping onto all the guys. So it was a nice little account you know, in the match I did want to mention. I was impressed with Montez Ford in this matchup, um, showing he was what we thought he was. I was getting little ideas of Kofi because you know he's got that kind of uh, same body build and athleticism, but I really, um, you know, Montez is just a heck of an athlete and he can pull off these amazing moves. Um, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, he is either engaged to or in a relationship with Bianca Belair, and those two are kind of an item. So there's a reason for WWE to kind of maybe like Montez Ford and see what he can do with him down the line. Okay, so later on here, we get uh, Theory. He can't hit the A-Town down on Ford, and Ford nails um, a move on him, and then Ford goes to the top for a big splash, and Theory gets on his knees. So Ford's just kind of going all over the place here and kind of showing his worth, right? Which uh, sometimes in a match is a sign that you're about to be gone, right? So Theory dodges a stop. He can't hit the... Um, so later on, then what happens is uh, the replay shows the stop on Ford to the steal. And a scary moment here. Montez Ford takes a curb stop through the ropes, like on the steel, and his head just smacks, like straight up on the steel. And um, it actually, they, you know, at one point I was a little bit, you know, worried because they actually had to kind of stop the match. You've seen Austin Theory laying there and Seth Rollins kind of laying there, just waiting for the medics um, or for the refs and the. Uh, medic team basically yeah to come in and help get Montez Ford up and out which he was able to get up on his own and get out but I mean it definitely you know concerned me a little bit there because he wasn't leaving on his own accord at first um, so at this point they get Ford to leave after he's eliminated after that curb stomp and then the fans boo Paul take um, then at this point um, we get Logan Paul running out to interfere in the match we're down to Seth Rollins and Austin Theory and Logan Paul interferes in the match while that cage door was open to get Montez Ford out. Logan Paul enters. He uh, delivers a stomp to Seth Rollins. And Paul leaves and slams the chamber door shut. And Logan Paul is watching, fired up. And Theory gets up and hits the A-Town down to Rollins for the win and the pin. And your still United States champion is Austin Theory. And I will say this now. Austin Theory said in the post-conference match that he will defend his U.S. title tomorrow night on Monday night, or excuse me, on Monday, on Monday Night Raw in an open challenge match, which Edge has already accepted. So it'll be Austin Theory versus Edge for the United States Championship. Where do we go from here, guys? I'll tell you. I feel Austin Theory will actually go on this run of taking on United States champions, right? And I really, really, truly believe this comes down to Austin Theory versus John Cena at WrestleMania. And I am looking forward to that matchup. I want to see that match for this coveted title that both men should have a pretty good career with. All right, guys. So that was a really good match. And I enjoyed that Elimination Chamber match. So let's go on to our main event, which was the best storytelling that this show has had to offer us. And honestly, a lot of you guys are some of the best storytelling that we've had offered in a very long time and that is the bloodline storyline 
with Sammy Uso, aka Sammy Zayn, right now. So, we get a nice promo package on this, and we go to the ring for tonight's main event, and it feels like a main event. The crowd is ready for Sammy's music to hit. It's his hometown in Montreal, and Roman comes out first. That's a great heel move, and the crowd is booing. The massive boos are coming. We get some fuck you Roman chants. And then there's some of the loudest that Reigns has ever had in his career. But I loved it because Roman was not shaken at all. He was not shaken. He was not stirred. He is cool as James Bond, right? So he was there waiting and waiting. And Sami Zayn finally comes out. And again, Sami comes out and his music hits. And we get the ole, 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 ole all night long for Sami. The crowd was hot for Sami and they were ready. Sammy comes out to a massive pop. He makes his way around the ring. He kisses his wife at ringside and he enters and he still seems just overwhelmed by everything because this is the biggest match of Sammy Zayn's career. Let's be real about it. This is the first biggest match of his career that he's ever had. Reigns shakes his head and just laughs at him like the cool heel. Uh, we get the formal ring introductions by uh, Samantha Irving, I believe it was. And Sammy gets fired up in his hometown crowd. Sammy's bouncing off the ropes and shaking the ropes. A little bit of the Ultimate Warrior type vibe. The Montreal fans boo Reigns again. Reigns taunts Zayn during the introductions and another fuck you Roman chant starts. We see Sammy's wife looking on and Cole says he um, also has his father, brothers, and others here. The bell rings and they size each other up. Roman, or excuse me, Sammy smiles at the chants of the crowd and taunts Roman Reigns. They take few minutes to let the crowd get just sink in and i like this there was a lot of time they just sat there sammy's ready to fight ready to fight and roman sat there very stoic very hard-faced and just looked at him and looked at him and then the crowd is getting anxious and the crowd is getting hot again and when you got a crowd this hot you gotta let them just into the ring a little bit and let them do the job for you a little bit and that's what they did they let that spirit of that Montreal crowd enter this ring and just create a little bit of storytelling and excitement and made him go wait for it wait for it we're not ready yet wait for it now we're gonna start this match it was a great move by Roman and Sammy just to let this crowd kind of boil and simmer and then get hot back again so that way we have that waiting moment for them to actually start so I really really liked that it was something we don't see all the time so as we're posing for the booze, and then once we start in, the chants are still continuing, Reigns uh, hits a headlock, and then they run the ropes, and Sami Zayn tosses Reigns over the rope to the floor. Zayn runs the ropes and leaps out with a big dive and takes Reigns back down on the floor. Zayn and his wife, and the fans go wild. Zayn brings Reigns back in, and he works them over in the corner. Mounting Reigns in the corner with the right hands as the fans count along, and then Zayn drops Reigns, uh, with an elbow for a quick pen attempt. Zane uh, with a shot in the corner. Zane leaps off the second rope, but Reigns rocks him in midair. Reigns hits, uh, takes it to the floor and works Zane over, sending him to the barrier, taunting the fans. Heyman barks at Reigns and, and says, uh, brings it back in. And then Zane chops Reigns, but does nothing. Reigns responds with a right hand to drop Zane. Reigns taunts the crowd some more, asking, uh, that's all they got and a Roman sucks chance started almost like a Rocky sucks right so it was kind of nice to get that little bit of a uh, bit going um, also 
Sami Zayn fights back with the chops. Sami charges, um, but Reigns drops him with ease. Reigns laughs and takes um, his time with Zayn. Reigns taunts Zayn's wife and now telling her to come to uh, his family so he can provide for her, right? So uh, Reigns beats Zayn back in the corner and then he tells, he sends him to the floor. Reigns manhandles Sammy while in front of his wife. He looks at his small children and other relatives and the children are crying. Reigns blames the beating on Sammy's wife. Um, Reigns beats Sammy in front of his father and brothers now. There was a point where Reigns looked at him and said, hey, I didn't want it to be this way. This is Sammy's fault. He ruined everything for me. He betrayed me. And I said that in my Royal Rumble review video where if you think about it, Sammy Zayn's betrayed Roman. Roman did not turn his back on Sammy Zayn. Well, actually, I take it back. Roman turned his back to Sami Zayn, in which Sami Zayn took the chair and betrayed Roman. So, and it was very shield-like, right? And I'm thinking, you know what? Technically, Roman's got a good argument here, right? All he tried to do was help Sami and took him into his family and into his home kind of thing. So, that's, you know, every villain is the hero in their mindset. Just like a good comic book. Uh, Zayn, um, at this point, they go back and forth. Um... Roman's kind of going through the crowd asking, and they all are either agreeing or not agreeing that it was Sammy's fault. And so back to the action. The fans are booing. Um, Reigns gets across the ring and smiles at Zayn now. Reigns calls for the Superman punch, but Zayn catches him and hits the exploder suplex into the turnbuckles. Zayn then charges for a hell of a kick, and uh, but Reigns meets him with a Superman punch, and Zayn kicks out. And this match had lots of ones and twos and very close 2.999. I mean, just almost three. You could almost like, it's like a hair fraction. Reigns calls for the spear, but now Zayn jumps over him and rolls him up for another close two. Reigns quickly charges, but Zayn nails another exploder into the corner and Zayn calls for Roman Reigns' super punch now. And Zayn actually is mocking Reigns, doing his fist to the ground gets up and he actually nails him with the suit with his superman punch and reigns is rocked into the corner and sammy hits a haluva kick and you're thinking maybe just maybe he could pull this off tonight reigns the crowd is hot reigns kicks out just in time and everyone is just shocked reigns rolls to the floor for a breather zane also rolls out and leaps through the bottom and middle rope for the tornado ddt but runs blocks and drops him reigns runs around the ring and puts Zayn through the barrier, but Zayn sidesteps it at the last minute, sending Roman crashing right through the barrier on his own. Zayn brings it back into the ring. Reigns misses the Superman punch, and Zayn nails the Blue Thunder Bomb for another one in a two. So close. Reigns, while down, uh, uh, while Zayn is getting hyped up again and rallying the crowd, they tangle and Reigns rams Zayn into the corner. But the referee is also sandwiched in the corner at the same time. And they're in the turnbuckles, and while elbows are being hit, they're hitting the referee as well. Reigns hits these back elbows. The referee's also getting nailed multiple times. And, Zayn, and then the referee goes down. Zami Zayn hits a haluva kick out of nowhere, basically, and covers for the win. And the crowd is canting one, two, three, four, all the way up to 12. Okay, so the referee is not able to count. He's not up. But that crowd and Sammy had it one right there. Zayn can't believe it. The fans are shocked. And then the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champion, Jimmy Uso, runs in. And this is the point I will say. Uh, it starts to break down, right? We had a pretty good back and forth one-on-one -on -one match where Sammy looked hot, Roman looked strong. And now we're getting the interference piece. 
Uso runs in and he nails two super kicks on Sami Zayn and then a third as the fans are booing. We're getting a lot of reminders of what happened at Royal Rumble right now. Um, Uso's goes to the top and he hits a big splash on Zayn. Uso positions Reigns on top of Zayn um, as a backup referee runs in conveniently and he counts the pin but Zayn miraculously like a hero kicks out. Uso cannot believe it. So Jimmy Uso's in shock. Reigns sits up on his knees. He taunts Zayn. Zayn rocks him and then they get to their feet. Reigns hits him with a headbutt, very Samoan-like. Reigns manhandles Zayn in the corner while taunting him. Zayn hits a big shot to the nose and knocks Reigns away. And then Zayn does a Superman punch and then unloads on Roman Reigns with more offense and Reigns rolls to the floor. Zayn knocks Jimmy off the apron. So basically, Zayn accidentally, you know, he knocks Jimmy off the apron actually and then uh, he turns around and he gets hit with a big spear by Roman. Zayn again kicks out of this pin after a big spear by Roman. Reigns um, is a bit frustrated while the crowd pops ole, 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 and chants start back up again for Sammy's favor. Reigns sits up and he yells at Zayn about how this is Zayn and everyone here um, uh, does with him. And then he slaps Zayn while Zayn is on his knees. And then Zayn gets up and he slaps Roman Reigns and he will not go down. Reigns with a Superman punch, but Zayn moves out of the way and the referee gets hit and he's laid out. Now the second referee is down. Zayn drops Reigns and they're both down. So at this point, Heyman goes under the ring and he grabs a steel chair and then he hands it to Reigns and the undisputed WWE champion, the other Uso brother, Jay, suddenly appears in the ring between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn and the fans are popping, you guys. Reigns yells at Jay about his loyalty and he stares at Reigns, he just stares Reigns down in between him. Reigns hands the chair and says, you know what, you need to take it. Jay will not take the chair from Roman. Roman is pushing him. Roman is really, really pushing the chair into his chest saying, take it. Zayn is laying um, with his head on the bottom rope, ready to just be murdered by this chair, barely able to look up and Jay takes the chair and Reigns turns his back on Jay, kneeling down to taunt Sami Zayn. And at this point, I'm thinking, uh-oh, when will Roman stop turning his back to his teammates with chairs? This could be three times now this happened. Could a family member do it as well? Okay, so then Jay um, is behind Reigns with the chair now. Re Roman turns back around and talks to Jay as Heyman yells, hit him, hit Sami Zayn with the chair. Jay still won't do it. Roman Reigns takes the chair from Jay. He slaps him. And he pushes him around and Zayn charges but Roman sidesteps and Zayn actually hits a spear on Jay knocking him to the outside we actually don't see Jay Uso again for the rest of this match so I'm surprised they didn't do anything with the story here I'll get into that in a minute but I just you know they Jay didn't do anything and commit to any side and there was kind of no closure there yet Reigns unloads on Zayn with the chair and there's some shots back the fans are booing and Sammy's wife is looking really upset Reigns tosses the chair and then readies the corner. Zayn stumbles to his feet and Roman Reigns hit, nails a spear and the original referee is now back up and he counts the one, the two, and the three. You're still undisputed champion going into WrestleMania, Roman Reigns. After the match is where this kind of really breaks down for everybody and we get um, Reigns standing tall as his music hits. And we're shocked to see some really disappointed fans in Montreal. Jimmy comes back in and attacks Zayn. And 
um, as Roman Reigns watches. And then a music hits and out comes another hometown kid, Kevin Owens, to a huge pop. Jimmy meets Owens on the entryway and they fight back and forth. Owens drops Jimmy and sends him to the barrier. And then Owens stares down Roman Reigns and Owens is looking tough. And then he rushes to the ring. Owens tackles Reigns and unloads on him. And Owens hits a big stone cold stunner. And Jimmy rushes back in, but Owens ducks, and then he hits him with a stunner as well and knocks him out of the ring. The fans go wild. Owens puts Jimmy through the announcer table with the pop-up powerbomb. I will say, I love that move for uh, for Kevin Owens way better than the stunner. So pop-up powerbomb, bam, right through the table. It means a lot to him. And then Owens grabs the chair, brings it to the ring, and KO approaches Roman Reigns, but Heyman comes in, and he starts punching his back and smacking it. No reaction from Owens other than turning around, and Owens hits a stunner on Paul Heyman for his troubles, and Owens turns back to Reigns, stalking him. Sammy is back to his feet. Roman is leaned up in the corner. The chants are fancying, ole, 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 and Owens steps aside, and he gives Sammy the go and says, go at it, and Sammy delivers another halluva kick right to Roman, and Zayn turns and looks at as Owens' uh, music starts up, and Owens exits the ring, and stops at ringside to stare up at Sami Zayn. Zayn looks at Owens and marches to the stage, and Owens turns back around and looks at his former best friend and rival. And then at that point, Zayn turns to the crowd as they cheer him on. Elimination Chamber then goes off the air. So this was a very good match for storytelling. Uh, they had a nice drawn out pace. They really knew how to suck the crowd in and how to get them involved. And then they told a really good story. And I got to say, um, it's very special when the WWE can give us a storyline like this with a super over baby face. And the fact that they can get Sami Zayn in his home crowd because the way that tour was set up. This is good long-term booking and story planning. And so I really enjoyed this. And Kevin Owens coming back, I love that as well, right? Even though we could predict that was going to happen. Again, that's when it happens when you write something good. So... A lot to tell here. We did not get any closure, though. We didn't get closure for the Jay Uso stuff. We still don't know where Sammy and KO stand. We, we kind of understand where they're at, though. And so there's so much to unfold here that's going to come out on Raw and SmackDown in the coming weeks. And we're six weeks away from WrestleMania, so I feel like that's the story that's going to get told. Where do we go from here? Well... I think we are going to head towards Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going for those tag team titles against the Usos. Jay Uso is still the wild card here, but I do feel like ultimately he will side with his brother. Whether that is Roman at their side or eventually drifting away from Roman. Who knows? But right now, Roman's got to turn his and set his sights towards Cody Rhodes, the winner of the Royal Rumble. So I feel like we can get some three-on-three -three tag matches leading up to WrestleMania as well with Cody, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, mixed in with a little Usos and Bloodline. Let's go ahead to our final thoughts. Alright guys, so here's our final thoughts. The Elimination Chamber was the road to WrestleMania. It was our stopping point tonight. It actually got us through from point A not quite to point C, but it was the point B, right? And I feel like this was the B show, right? Like I mentioned, it was that lighter type show. We got a little bit of a flame, a little spark, a couple sparks, and then we got an actual flame at the end. And we got some nice, you know, one-on-one -on -one closure for Sammy and Roman, but I still feel like there's more of this story to tell. Also, I want to highlight 
Austin Theory's defense in the Elimination Chamber with the United States title. The WWE did a lot of great things with that Elimination Chamber match for the men tonight. They showcased their young talent, but they also showcased and ele elevated Austin Theory and the U.S. title back to title contention where he's going to have open challenges now, which is when the last time we've seen that title at, you know, a great level. Speaking of elevating, we've also had the women's title match where a lot of the talent got to showcase the skills in the women's division, and I felt like they put on a pretty good match, right? The only disappointing for me was the Roman, or excuse me, the Brock Lesnar and the Bobby Lashley payoff, which we didn't get. Time will tell whether that story it was just bad or it's just not done. So what do we got here tonight is a five-match card with a little bit of a story advancement. And in Elimination Chamber, you know, I think it was a fun watch. Um, I don't think it's going to be the, anything that we're just like, wow, this is the next level of WrestleMania. But you got to ask yourself, what's the purpose of this thing? It's to advance storylines and it's to get us to the next step, right? So I want to say thank you to you guys, too. Um, being a part of the Twitter community and the Twitterverse out there, that is fun for me to be able to get the pulse and the feel of how people are feeling about the show while watching. And it allows me to kind of get my ideas and thoughts out there, too. So, again, thank you guys for being the best part of my wrestling world. And I hopefully I do the same for you guys. Um, with that, those are my final thoughts on the Elimination Chamber 2023. And now it's going to be some exciting TV going into WrestleMania in the next six weeks when we go Hollywood. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Have a great rest of your weekend. And remember, it's not goodbye. It's just game over.